What's up, everybody? Told you we were going to do a story tonight, and I got a good one. All right. All right. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Freeze. What up? What's up, Freeze? Ray? I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. I will say that uh, it is very interesting. But tonight, we are going to August 2008. Okay. And we're going to Yaroslavl here. Where's this at? You see it down here, Yaroslavl? Mm. Let me back up a little bit. Is it like an Eastern European country? Mm-hmm. It's in Russia. Ah. Yeah. I wouldn't know that either. Oh, we had beef stroganoff tonight. Is that why you <laughs> picked it? <laughs> I cooked dinner tonight, sort well, of. Well, kind of. You <laughs> picked up a pre-prepared meal at the New York Butcher Shop, and you, you put it in the oven under my instruction. Yep. Yep. This is in Russia. It is pretty close to Moscow. I think like an hour and a half. Russia is huge, so an hour and a half is close you know, to anything in Russia. Obviously, the war in Russia or the Russian war in Ukraine thing is going on. You guys know that. Uh, this isn't about that. This is a, a story in Russia that I found really interesting. So, yeah. But August 2008, there's some police officers who are looking already for what they found, but they come across this. Can you describe what this is? Try to at least. So what you're seeing here is a upside down cross. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. What's on it? Is that like a pile of leaves on it that I wrapped around the cross at, at some, okay. towards the center of it? That's weird looking. Take another guess. It's an upside down cross and there's something tied to it. Oh God, is it a head? Is that hair? No, it's not a head, but it is a cat. <gasps> I know. That's why I was like, thank God it's not a dog. Holy shit. Can you imagine if it was a dog? Oh, I, I still don't like that it's a cat, though. All right. It is a cat or a small rodent. I did see small rodent, but I also saw, saw a cat, too. So it could be just a mouse. No, that's definitely not a mouse. That's a, that's huge. Okay. Well, it's a damn cat then. Yeah. So. I mean, it could be like maybe a rabbit or something, but it's it's that's bigger than a mouse. What's up, Lauren? Police. Find that in the woods. It is an upside down cross and it has a cat tied to it. Not only a cat, a crucified cat attached to the cross. It has been stripped. It is nothing but bones and fur. It looked like it's been charred. It's been flayed open. So what, okay, what is this? The cross, why, why is there a cross here in the woods? What could it be? Could it be a grave site? Um, sounds, sounds satanic with the upside down cross and, and something nailed to it. Well, maybe it's an upside down lowercase t. I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> All right. Police find an upside down cross with a crucified cat attached to it. They do dig where that cross was because the reason they're out in the forest anyway, this is a remote forest, is because they're already looking for four kids who went missing, teenagers, and just pray to God they're not stuffed down in this dirt under this cross. These kids went missing two months ago. Now, these are high school kids between the ages of 16 and 17, but they're high school kids. Let me show you the kids that went missing. So the, the police are just, they know, they know the kids are in there. They know it. These are the kids that went missing. And I'll tell you who they are here in a second. But you have three girls and one boy, all missing, presumed dead. And now you find a cross in the woods. All right. They start digging it up. And yeah, they do find all the kids there. Anya Gorakova, 16 years old. Olga Pukova, 15 years old. Varya Kuzamina, 16 years old. And Andrei Sorokin, 16. 
16 years old. Their bodies were, quote, torn to pieces, end quote. They were all attending Yaroslav High School, and they were between the ages of 15 and 16. One 15-year-old, Olga Pokova, the rest 16-year-olds. Three girls, one boy. They dig up all their bodies. It's a mass grave. Their bodies are laying on top of each other in a mass grave under the dirt. It, it looked like whoever did this, it's not like they wanted to be found, but they did mark it with an upside down cross. You know, three 16-year-olds, one 15-year-old's bodies torn to pieces. Quote, limbs and heads have been extracted. Rib cages, hearts, scouts, breasts, and their genitalia were mutilated. Yikes. So that brings it up a notch. It does. It does. This is some gruesome stuff. Yeah, but it is Russia. Let's be honest. Russia has some really brutal stories. Really brutal. I mean, just a few come to mind that are kind of like this. The the three guys with one hammer, the Russian student who sawed his shop teacher's neck with a bandsaw, and then he took it and sawed his own neck off. Some pretty gruesome stuff. Some of the darkest cases we've covered. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, maybe not, I don't know, t- hard to say between Japan and Russia. We've done a lot more Japan Japanese stories, I think. Well, so, yeah, that's a good point. But Japanese stories are, they're just more like fucked up. Yeah. Like creepy. Dark. Like Russia is just brutal. Like brutal cannibalism, ripping shit apart, filming it, beating yeah. people with hammers. Like it's just brutal. It's like angry. Even like the live stream story we did. Oh, God. Yeah. That like was. Stas Reflay. The way they beat the women on live stream. They're just brutal. Japanese stories are just, they got this creepiness to them. And that's why they make the best damn horror movies. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so eight people were arrested for this. Eight. It's a lot of people. Yeah. This is a group activity, I guess. Oh, yeah. A group activity, which I like group activities. I don't like this kind of group activity. All right. Let's go two I months. I like, don't like group activity. Like, did you enjoy school projects that were group projects? Oh, my God. The worst. Yeah, I loved them because everyone knew that if you, you gonna were. not going to do anything. I wasn't going to do anything and you had to do all the work, which is fine on me. But usually it was. Uh, yeah, I would have hated to be partnered with you school. <laughs> they would have partnered me with you. They put me with the smart kids. And it like, I literally, my teacher was like, just please just help him. Just please he needs, let him graduate. He needs a grade. You know, it wasn't a good grade. He needs a grade <laughs> like anything. <laughs> I need to be able to mark something for this guy. Let's find out how all these four kids got in this hole buried under a upside down cross with a cat tied to it. Two months before June 28th, 2008, it's a Saturday, a Saturday. And about 200 meters away from that cross, where that cross was, is the house of a young 19-year-old boy, the house of Nikolai Agolabiak, 19 years old. His mother's out of town for the weekend. And you know what? He wants to throw a party. He's going to throw a party. A nice kid, 19-year-old kid, his mother's out of town. He's throwing a party. But how Seems does- like a normal thing for a teenager to do. Exactly. But how does, and this is- him right here. Well, he's behind bars in this photo. <laughs> well, kind he's not of. so nice after all, is he? No, kind. Of, now hold on a second. Oh, am I jumping to conclusions? No, but in Russia, as I've noticed with all the stories I've done in Russia, this is the courtroom. This is they do it differently there in Russia. They're uh, guilty until proven innocent. Exactly. No, it's the same thing. Like like this guy's wearing a shirt, like a regular shirt, you know. But he's in the courtroom. It's just they, they just put, have a cell in the courtroom. Yeah, which I like that, you know. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> also, if you want to kill someone, do it in Russia because as you're going to see, they don't really have penalties for anything. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, 
they're a little lean. I'm, that surprises me that they would be lenient on their crimes given their, um, you know, history and that they'll you know, cut off like journalist fingers if they write bad things about the country, things like that, you know? Lauren makes a good point. He looks like the uh, shop teacher killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a crazy story. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. All right. June 28, 2008, a house of Nikolai Ogolovlyak, 19 years old. His mother's out of town. Six friends come over. They're all misfits. They're all in high school except for Nikolai. Every one of them still in high school except Nikolai. Every one of them are going to school with the same four that you just saw earlier. The victims who were, quote, torn to pieces and their genitalia is mutilated. This was a special day because one of the teenagers, a Ksenia Koznetsova. Now, I'm not I'm not going to go through all the names, only okay. her because she's sort of important. And obviously the main guy of the story, Nikolai Ogolobyak. Her and Ksenia, they're pretty much all we're going to talk about. So don't worry about the rest of the seven. Okay. What's up, Oregonian? What's up? What's up? I can't even pronounce the Russian names anyway. Okay. All right. But it is a special day. It's a Saturday, June 28th. It is the initiation into a sect. Uh Uh-huh. And Ksenia Kuznetsova, who goes by Punishment. That's her name, Punishment. Wow. That's an intense nickname. Yeah, it is for real. She goes by Punishment. It is her time to be initiated into a sect. Now, these are teenagers. These are 16-year-old teenagers. So what are they talking about? This ritual requires a sacrifice of an animal, and they've done it plenty of times. They've all had to take part into this ceremony. They take a cat or some sort of animal. They cut it up. They eat it. They eat the body parts. They crucify it. They say Satan's prayer. And they've all read Anton LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible, and they're all gothic in this story. So, um, if, uh, you see this photo right here, these are two, these are two of the victims that were found. You can tell they're Gothic. That's a sick ass shirt. My, my buddy used to listen to that band. What was it? Children of Bodom. They're like, stop. (laughs) Um, Lauren, you get a point if you stump somebody in the trivia question with your trivia question or if you kick him in the nads virtually virtually this ritual the satanic initiation requires the sacrifice of a small animal but luckily for them oh i know what i was gonna say the small animal thing remember how we were doing headlines yesterday and we talked about the boy that um got really sick from eating the gecko yeah. that was cooked i mean aren't there there's a ton of bacteria in these other animals too did any of them get sick from what they were you're all about about this bacteria thing now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been eating fried geckos? Is that what? <laughs> no, but um, oh, I'm you, just curious. You haven't fried them. You just, <laughs> that was your mistake. All right. So they're going to do this ritual. They go out in the forest to do the ritual. They've done it at least eight times so far. It's nothing new. They go out there. They worship Satan, their Static X shirts, and their Manson attire. They go out there and they sacrifice a small animal. It's not, you know, not the end of the world. But as they were about to go out, because this is a Saturday, right? And a lot of the high schoolers knew Nikolai was going to have a party. Two classmates call. Now, these are the friends. These eight 
eight people at the house already. They're friends with these two girls that call. Olga Pukova, 15 years old, and Anna Gorakova, 16-year-old. They call the house. Yo, what's up? I heard y'all are having a party or get together or something, got some vodka. You know, me and me and Anna are here chilling. Can we come over? Sure. Sure. Why not? The two girls, Anna and Olga, they're on the way over. These are two of the victims that are going to be found buried. Okay. Let's talk about this cult real quick. According to Alexander Voronovich, also known as The Raven, he confessed to agents that two years prior, he met Konstantin Baranov, one of the other members, also known as Fang, and one of the other members known as Dead, and Nikolai Ogolovlyak, known as The Count. So according to this guy, Alexander, they all met two years before. They went to the cemetery to drink alcohol. During that visit, Nikolai desecrated a recent grave. Now, this is in 2006. This is how they all meet. We're trying to get into the mind of Nikolai right quick. Okay. Because he's the ringleader, as you're going to see. The grave belonged to a recently buried girl. Nikolai opened up the chest, her chest, and started, quote, pulling out its heart. This is the first meeting. He is desecrating a corpse and pulling out the heart and consuming it in front of everyone. He is the ringleader. Police later found that grave and the corpse, quote, torn to pieces, exactly like they found the bodies of these four teens two years later. On May 1st, 2008, the cult crucifies a cat. That date is important because it coincides with a an ancient pagan ritual called the Walpurgis Night. It's a ritual that celebrates springtime. Huh. Nikolai had an idea. He's having this party. He knows he's got this initiation to do. He's the he's the head guy. He's the head priest. He's got to make sure everything goes right. He's the oldest. But these two girls, Anna and Olga, call. And they want to hang out. Well, they're not really part of the the sect. They're not part of the club. Right. They're friends, but they're not they're not down with them. Down with Satan. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh-huh. So he so he has a good idea. You know what? Instead of sacrificing a cat on this night. And this would also be the the only girl that is in this sect. This is the first female to join the sect. Got it. Nikolai had an idea that instead of sacrificing a cat, why don't they just sacrifice Olga and Anna who are coming over anyway and they're already on their way. During the confessions, we know exactly what happens. The two girls arrived at the home and they were given plenty of alcohol. The forest is about 200 meters behind Nikolai's house. They get woozy. There was one report of drugs made be in the alcohol so they get kind of sleepy and then they find themselves willingly walking out to the forest because they want to see this. They don't know they're getting sacrificed. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like a Shanda Sharer mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't know they're getting sacrificed. They already have a cat, that same cat that was on that upside down cross. That cat is also being brought along. These two girls, Anna and Olga, they're just curious. They're both goths. They're not satanic, but you know, a crucifixion of a cat? Yeah, why not? You know, whatever. What else is there to do? Yeah. They have no idea that their friends, all eight of these people are their friends, are plotting to sacrifice them. So they all walk out willingly and are just joking and having a good time. All of this is led by Nikolai. In the forest, the group starts to form a pentagram and there's a fire pit in the center and they light this fire pit and they form a pentagram, you know, standing around the fire. And then a signal was given from Nikolai. He was the ringleader, he's the he's the one that's going to give that signal. And then the group attacked both women with daggers in a, quote, horrific massacre. From the Daily Mail, 
He and six other members of the satanic cult drugged and stabbed the four victims 666 times before dismembering them in a forest in Russia's Yaroslav region in 2008. The criminals, including Ogol Byak, recited Satanist text found on the internet 666 times. Now, these, these are two victims. That's a lot. We're only talking about two victims, Anna and Olga. So the four victims buried in this grave is actually actually during two different ritual ceremonies. But the ceremony, even with the small animal, is as follows. Nikolai Ogolobyak would give the signal and start stabbing these women, these young girls. Then everyone else would jump in and Nikolai would step back. And then he begins counting. He is counting out loud each stab wound per each victim, 666. That's the devil's number, the mark of the beast. How original, no shit. (laughs) Shit, we did it 667 times. Fuck. I mean, that's a lot to keep count of, honestly. <laughs> I know. Per like, each ah, victim. Ah, shoot. Each victim, 666. Yeah, that's a lot. That's insane, right? And you go back to the police and they're what they saw, the bodies were torn to pieces. Well, no shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? No kidding. Agolabiak counted out each stab wound loudly to keep track of it. There was a bonfire under a tree and that's where they took the victims' remains at that point. They cut out their tongues. They cut out their hearts. They mutilated the genitalias. And then they put some of the organs on the fire, on the open fire pit. The tongues and hearts. And they consumed these two girls, their hearts especially, but their tongues and hearts. Martin says we messed up count. All right, guys, let's start. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, yeah, I would lose. I like I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I would lose count. No shit. I mean, I wonder if they have one of those little clickers. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny either, but that is a lot. Yeah. Just to do that number, you know, and like Brandon said, how original. Like, come on. Like, you think fucking the devil really gives a shit? And and it and show up because you did, did it six hundred sixty six like, times. Fuck, we're already at six hundred sixty five. Where's this fucking guy at? Chink. I'm here. I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how's the devil going to keep by track? One <laughs> asshole. And then what? They need to do six hundred sixty six bodies and do it six hundred sixty six times, and then something will happen. Like, uh, see, oh, it's, it, it's just dumb. If it People was are so dumb, if it was my murder, you'd know because it'd be sixty nine times. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's John Perry. He's fucking immature. <laughs> it's got to be one person. It's got to be Ice Metal Casket. <laughs> All right. At this point, the members had cut the bodies up, ate some of the organs, posed with the heads of the bodies in photographs that they all saved to their phones. And some of them, mostly the one who was getting initiated, the female Cassinia, quote, bathed in the victim's blood after. Nikolai Ogolubyak is known as the warrior. He's also known as the count, but he's the warrior because he was the head of the ceremony and he he was the first to give the command to stab, right? Mm-hmm. Even, the victims were friends. They're not just some randos they found. Like, they willingly came over, texted and everything. Their parents knew exactly where they were going, right? Yeah. One of the cult members, Anton Makovkin, beheaded both of the girls with a mas- machete, and then they started taking pictures of their heads with their cell phones. 
Let's talk about the murder night number two, because this was such a success. They want to do it again. They're addicted. They just killed two of their friends, 16 mm. year old Anna and 16 year 16 year old Olga. Why don't we just up the ante? The next night, Varya, mm-hmm. which is one of the girls. I'll show you which one. She's the top one right there. Mm-hmm. Varya and Andre would be next. This is the very next night, a Sunday with, with Nikolai's parents out of town. Now, you got to remember this. This guy is 19 years old. So what's he going to get for this? The death penalty, probably. He's definitely not only going to get 13 years for this. There's no way. Next night, Varya convinced Andre Sorokin to go over to Nikolai's home because she wanted to convince him that my friends are completely normal. That's literally what I've read. Like she wanted to show this new guy that she's been hanging out with that my friends are normal. Yeah, they're into gothic stuff and weird, you know, heavy metal bands, but they're they're pretty normal. That's why they went over there that night. Is that not fucking nuts? What? Sorry. I think Natasha is counting in the um the count what was it from um Sesame Street? The count? The the Oh the vampire? Yeah. <laughs> How do you do it? One, two, three, six, six, six. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> That was great. Same thing. They go to Nikolai's home. They're drinking. Everyone's having a good time listening to music. And then they're like, hey, do you guys want to go see something cool? We're going to go sacrifice an animal. It would be 665. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that was great. Sorry. So the very next night, the other two, the male and Vaya, they're over at Nikolai's. They're friends. Varya is trying to convince everyone that her friends are normal. They say, yeah, whatever, we'll go and watch this cat get crucified and sacrificed, whatever. So they're still drinking. They go about 200 meters outside of the house Mm -hmm. into the same forest where their friends' bodies are still there. Put in a mass grave. Yeah, but you can still smell the iron from the blood and the the puke when they realized they were about to to get stabbed to death and the the piss and the excrement. Mm. And even the, the smell of the organs being cooked on the Oof. fire that's still there. And now these... You're really painting a nice picture for us. Thank you. These six satanic kids who are there, they still have the same clothes on. So they can smell Ew. their friends on them. And the one girl who, quote, bathed in the victim's blood, like that's still all there. But they don't really realize that at the time because they're all friends and who the hell would do this? Then think, think, I mean... They just thought they were going to do a, you know, kill a cat. But then Varya started getting a uneasy feeling, probably because she's surrounded now by six cannibal killers who she thought were her friends and are not. And they just they're bloodlusting. They just killed less than 24 hours ago. You start to get some weird vibes going on. From the Daily Mail, at one point, Varya is said to have felt uncomfortable and said she wanted to leave. When Varya tried to leave, Kovalyeva distracted her deliberately chatted to her and convinced her to stay. Varya calmed down, but within minutes, the Satanists attacked her and Andre with knives. Andre had tried to fight back, but he was stabbed to death alongside Varya. 
And then that's where you have it. You have the, that's it, the the, the mass grave and everything. Is, it, is that not crazy? That's disturbing. That's so disturbing. All right, let's talk about the sentence because he definitely got more than 13 years. Nikolai was 19 at the time. He got the toughest sentence because everyone else is 16 to 17 okay. in the clan, but he's 19. He's got the toughest sentence, a 20-year prison sentence. Now, he was supposed to be released in 2030, but he served 13 years and he had the harshest of the group. Wow. One of the gang, when asked what made him do it, is claimed to have said, quote, I tried to turn to God. Oh, bullshit. But it didn't bring me any money. I prayed to Satan and things improved. What? <laughs> that is such horseshit. <clears throat> Those who knew him in college, the teachers couldn't believe that it was he who had done this. He was quiet with limited intellectual capabilities. For a long time, we didn't believe it was him, she said, adding that he'd had a troubled home life. So Nikolai was a former choir boy. This was one of the most horrific cases in Russian history. One of the lawyers, a Sergei Vantayev, actually saw all the photos and represented his client. He was a defense lawyer. After the trial ended, he committed suicide. And they think it's because of what he's seen in this trial and defending this one of the boys. Russian law states that minors cannot get more than 10 years in prison. The only non-minor was the 19-year-old who got 20 years. This is for killing and eating four teenage kids. I mean, I understand the whole, like we've talked about this before of treating, truly treating minors like minors and adults as adults in there. Like, I don't dis- necessarily disagree with having a limitation on a sentence maybe or or taking that into consideration, but this is extreme in what they all did and I am shocked that the 19-year-old did not get life. This was Florida. Oh, this they was Florida. They would all yeah. be in prison forever. Yeah, no shit. If this was Canada, they would be at an institution. Yeah. Exactly. One of the mothers said, quote, this sentence was like an insult for us. Yeah. The Satanists entered the cell of the courtroom. Raising their heads high, they looked at the crowd with an arrogant gaze, but no one, as at the beginning of the hearings, uttered a word. The mothers and fathers of the murdered children listened to the verdict with tears in their eyes. The hall was unbearably stiff and not just from the heat. It was stuffy from human tension. Check out this. This is Nikolai in court. Oh, come on. think he is <laughs> i don't know the dude from the crow wait that was uh what's his name wasn't it? that's I a mean, good movie come on so most of them got less than five years one of them got six months one of the parents said how should we live further these bastards have no place in society they should not be released the remains of the victims were found only 250 meters from the house of Nikolai Ogolobiak, and one of the victims had a sheet of paper with the inscription, 101 Rules of Satanist. All right, let me ask you something. I cannot get over this. What do you mean? The sentencing. That's totally disrespectful. I agree. I mean, just why? What, what, what was the logic there? And then to not even have him serve the full 20. Um, let me ask you something. Have you ever heard of uh, Storm Z? No. Why am I doing this story? Like, why am I doing this? I don't know. All right. Let's talk about Storm Z. Now, I didn't know what this was either. So if you don't know what this is, then don't be ashamed. But what does this say? This is a really recent news. Russia forming special... Storm Z troops. 
So there's Putin right there. And Storm Z, I haven't heard of that. What is it? Could it be, this is from Politico. Could it be something like this? Putin sends cannibals to fight in Ukraine. (laughs) No effing way. Storm Z is Putin's army of convicts and murderers and cannibals, including yours truly, Nikolai Ogolobyak, who served 13 years and then was injured recently in Ukraine and now he's pardoned by Putin. So is he doing this across like... Yeah, it's murderers, killers, cannibals. But he's, this is the first time he's sending cannibals to the front lines of Ukraine, which I think is really interesting. So I'm not either way. I don't care Ukraine or, or Russia. We have listeners in Russia. We have listeners in Ukraine. I'm not doing that because what's good or bad, that's none of my business. I'm doing that because I find it interesting that Putin is doing in this. And I was always wondering why we didn't do it. Not cannibals or, you know, whatever, but we have people in prison who would love to get a pardon by fighting. You know what I'm saying? Now, keep in mind, most of the Russians are dying over there. So it's literally, I've heard in one report, Putin's meat grinder. They send them to the front line with hardly any equipment and they get slaughtered. I was reading this one article, two Ukraine soldiers were talking about it. They had a machine gun nest, which you know what that is? It's like they have a mm-hmm. like a, uh, some type of machine gun in this, like an, an enclosure. Putin's sending his troops to the front line like it's the damn civil war, marching forward and shit. And these Ukrainians are just mowing them down with machine gun fire. Two actually send your convicts and the convicts know they're going to be on the front line. They're going to be doing this stuff like right in battle. You know what I'm saying? But then he pardons them if they make it out or if they get injured. So that's what we're seeing at this point, which I feel is very interesting. What do you guys think? So the guy that we just talked about, Nikolai, is now pardoned completely because he was recently injured in Ukraine. Let me see if I can show you a picture of him. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? Wow. So he didn't he wasn't killed. No, he was injured. I mean, like, I don't like this, the sentencing, obviously, but it is a weird justice, you know, like karma still a B. Like but, what? Huh? What did you say? Karma. Oh, karma. Like, it's a it's a weird justice. Like this, the judicial system failed. But I mean, you know, there Russia's always light with their sentencing. So this is 33 year old Nikolai Ogolobyak. That's him right there. He was recently injured in the war. And his father says, quote, he served in the Storm Z unit for six months. He is disabled after receiving an injury. He walks, but the injury was critical. He is not working yet. He is recovering. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these people Hmm. are still really upset that this guy killed and ate their daughters. So I don't know how long he's going to last. Well, he's not going to go back. They're not going to send him back to the front lines because of his injury. But he's completely pardoned. He's pardoned from the murders. Exactly. So now he's like, now he's a free man. He's a free man, yeah. Injured, but a free man. But he's also got a lot of... People enemies. that, yeah, a lot of enemies. You, you think you think he's going to get got in Russia? I mean, he's injured. He can't hardly even walk. And he's killed an eight and four teenage girls. Like, he ain't going around. So karma has not gotten this guy yet. Putin Storm Z, also norm, known as Storm Z, refers to a series of penal military units established by Russia in April 2023. The existence of these units came to light when Ukrainian forces captured documents detailing their Penal, is it penal? Penal? Mm-hmm. Penal recruitment and formation. Not penile. 
<laughs> That's something else. <laughs> so the Ukrainians actually caught documentation that these uh, these convicts are now fighting and what is going on. Additionally, there have been reports of mutiny within the Storm Z fighters who were re- recruited from prison. These fighters have reportedly revolted against the conditions they were sent to fight in, which have been described as awful. In a significant development, Vladimir Putin ordered the Russian Ministry of Defense to replace the Wagner's group convict troops with the Kremlin's own Storm Z punitive battalions and Chechen special forces. Wow. So to date, there have been two cannibals sent to the front lines. Now that itself is scary for Ukrainians. Dude, if I'm over there fighting the war and and you're like, wait, if I, if I, I mean, I was in Afghanistan for a while. We were fighting every day, but I can only imagine if, oh wait, freaking Pakistan sending their cannibals over here. In my mind, I would think they're fucking zombies or some shit. That would, that right there is a psychological more, more play. motivation to like, it's because it dehumanizes that. Like, yeah. Well, them, for, for the for sure. Ukrainians, like they, it's psychological because they're like, fuck, these guys are no joke. Evil. Like they're evil and they'll do anything to, to eat us. Like that's fucking scary. Yeah. This guy right here can't be as bad. Can he? This is another disabled veteran from Storm Z. I mean, he's got a little kid. Uh-huh. Don't worry, the kid makes it out alive. <laughs> is he also a cannibal? Dennis Gorin, the quote, ear munching cannibal, 44, sentenced to 22 years in prison in 2018. He is convicted of killing and eating four people. Confirmed, that is. Most people think it's 13. Oh my God. He fought. He spent four years in prison. <laughs> And now he's completely pardoned because he got injured. See, look at him. He posted this on a social media account. Look, he got shot in the throat, but he's fine. Uh, he's fine and he can swallow, nibble more ears, <laughs> he, apparently. He is known as the ear, what was it, the ear nibbling? <laughs> <laughs> that is so nasty. He is known as the ear munching cannibal, Dennis Gore in 44. <laughs> he uh, fought in Ukraine and he is now pardoned after being in the hospital with a moderate injury. Although one neighbor did say this, and this is what I said about the other guy, Nikolai, quote, I don't think he'll be free for long. His victims' relatives all remember him. According to that same neighbor, Dimitri, when police came to arrest him initially in 2018, they found his fridge, quote, fully stocked with human flesh. Gorin, who committed the first his first known murder in 2002 with his brother, they stabbed a man over 50 times. You guys like this? This is wild. So Putin is sending cannibals to the front line of Ukraine. He's he's desperate. And both, both cannibals. He doesn't give a shit about these people. No, both cannibals he sent so far have been injured and they're now pardoned. (laughs) (laughs) So they're back in Russia. And he does not give a fuck. <laughs> no. He's like, eh. I kind of do. Oh, well. I, I like his bravado, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. He is... I mean, I'm not saying I agree or anything else, but dude, he is He's desperate. He's desperate and he's he's making sc- calls that I would say are very scary. <laughs> he's not no. He you're one of those nuky guys. He's not going to nuke anyone. I think he's going to make make a Number dumb 1, decision. we have way too many monitors to know if a nu- nuclear warhead wa- even launches from anywhere. I'm just saying. Not that the government would tell us in time. Goran committed his first known murder in 2002 with his brother. The pair stabbed a man over 50 times, then cut off chunks of his flesh and ate them. 
For that, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison, and he was released after only eight in 2010 for good behavior. Why? Because he couldn't shish kebab anybody? Like, what the fuck? Dude, he he kills a man, stabs him 50 times, and then eats his flesh, and he's sentenced to 10 years in prison. This is a very light... Sentencing. Like, what do you have to do to get life in prison? I don't know. I don't think there is. I mean. Oh, oh, wait. I know. I know. Insult Putin. Yeah. Uh, be, be, uh, uh, you know. So after those eight years in prison, he got out in 2010 for, quote, good behavior. Just a few months after being released, he stabbed his ex-cellmate's brother, quote, before slicing him and eating pieces of his flesh. About this one, he was quoted as saying he wanted just to relive the good old days. That's why he did that one. Also in 2010, he stabbed another man to death. From the OAN network, in the summer of 2012, authorities discovered Gorin had also fatally stabbed another man in November of 2010 and cut off his flesh from his bicep and thigh with a knife, placed it inside a plastic bag, and later stored it in his refrigerator to be cooked and eaten. In 2012, him and his brother also stabbed another man 29 times. The neighbor claimed that Gordon and his brother led the police to a makeshift grave site where they buried some of their victims. It is believed that 12 skeletons were discovered, including one that may have belonged to a young girl. So <laughs> that is the two cannibals in Russia. And this one's not even injured that much. And he's out. <laughs> Look, he's doing the thumbs up. <laughs> he's like, man, I'm hungry. Shit. I can't wait to get home and eat a human burger. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, he posted this on his social media. (laughs) A fucking lunatic. No shit. But how crazy is that? So right now, this is breaking news, guys. Both of these cannibals have just been pardoned. Like this is, dude, this, this headline here, Putin pardons two cannibals for participating in war in Ukraine is five days old. Like this is happening right now. So who knows who else is over there? Are there other cannibals over there? You know, I mean, it's pretty tight lipped in Russia, but you, you can bet that there are other cannibals over there. And I definitely want to keep up with it, man, because this is fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. <laughs> Like uh, he's sending fucking cannibals to to fight in the Ukraine war. Is that not nuts? <laughs> I, I I mean I yeah. It sounds like they're they're so they're releasing convicted criminals yeah. <laughs> who are highly dangerous. Can you imagine being a soldier next to a cannibal? I'd be like, uh, I hope I don't look tasty. So this is from two days ago. Stored human flesh in the refrigerator. Cannibal now fighting for Russia. So there's another one too. Jesus. I mean. Uh, why are there so many cannibals in Russia? <laughs> also, <laughs> this is a weird trend. How many cannibals do you think there are in the, in the United States? I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Nuts, right? Oh, <laughs> and one man. of them's a Satanist cannibal. <laughs> uh, this is like the two best things, man. You know, Sat- Satanism and cannibalism. I mean, dude, you don't even have to try to put an episode together as long as you got those two. <laughs> you know? That is, <laughs> that is crazy. But that I is, mean, the story was crazy. And then the, <laughs> uh, 
what? Nicely done. Nicely Storm done. Storm Z. That's why are they? Is it for like the zombie thing? Why is it called Storm Z? Do you know? I don't know. That's just what Putin came up with. Storm Z. But it is Putin's satanic cannibals. Or is it? <laughs> is it Plan Z? Like he's gone through Plan A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> well, and I he's guess already at Z. And yeah, I guess that. Storm is like storming the front lines. These cannibals and convicts. So a lot of murderers too. You know, a lot of murderers and they're volunteer basis because they know they can get pardoned if they do a certain time over there or if they get injured. So it's very volunteer. They're not drafted, you know. Hmm. So, but Storm Z is the secret program that he's using to get his convicts Which to fight. Which is not so secret anymore. Yeah, it's not so secret because Ukraine, some of their soldiers found documentation that this is going on. And now the, the news media has picked it up and started seeing all the cannibals. <laughs> That is so crazy. I, you knew I had, that was a good one, wasn't it? That, that was a good I mean, one. Dude, Bravo. Because <laughs> I saw that the other day. I'm like, what? Putin sending cannibals to the Ukraine? <laughs> remember, remember like a, like a year ago, Jed was like, so I hear the war's almost over. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> That's why you don't get on TikTok, man. What was that a year ago? Uh, uh, still going, still going, and now Putin sending. I mean, it'd be going on. So there's other, animals. there's other Putin wars. It's not just this one. Like he's in Crimea right uh-huh. now. Like there's and those wars have been going on for ten plus years. So his, his war game is long term. You know, it's not. Yeah, he ain't giving up. I don't know. I hope he has like that. So now you can tell your friends at work that uh, Putin's sending cannibals to the front line. <laughs> Uh, that is crazy. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, great story. Thank you. We're going to do another story here on Wednesday. I mean, uh, Friday. Wait, what's today? Today's Tuesday. So we'll probably do one on Thursday. Thursday. The Thursday, other man. day that yeah. you didn't mention. Yeah. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to do a story on Thursday and I'm back in the game now. Until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. run this shit.